Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to Beyond Synth. This is episode 137 of the best synth music chat show there is. And today on the show, I am chatting with Max Thor, who I believe is my first guest from Spain. And if I'm wrong, I apologize to the first guest from Spain. But I'm fairly certain he's my first guest from Spain. And we have a fun chat. The... What was I going to say? I had some business to attend to. Well, how about this? Let's start the show. Let's listen to some music and then we'll talk some business. So I got a track right here from Housetronaut and this track is called Some Action featuring Bon Vivant. City now. 
And that was Housestronaut with the track Some Action featuring Bon Vivant. Is that how you say that word? I feel like that's how you say that word. You know, it's like B-O-N-V-I-V-A-N-T. Do people pronounce the T? Do they say Bon Vivant? No, it's Bon Vivant, right? Anyway, it's a cool track, so I'm glad you liked it. I'm just assuming you liked it, because you should. Uh, Remember that all the music I play on the show, uh, if you're on the SoundCloud or on the YouTube, uh, just click on the More Info button, and I post all the links to all the artists featured on the show. And before we go any further, I should remind you that Beyond Synth is brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is a podcast app or should I say an app for podcasters. It's essentially a web-based podcasting program, which is really handy if you are a podcaster or plan to start a podcast. Zencaster is the easiest way to record your podcast in studio quality. Uh, basically how it works, it works uh, over the web. So you want to record interviews with the people or just record uh, you and your friends chatting. And if you're all in different locations, Zencaster streams audio at a higher resolution than things like Skype and it automatically records the audio and then saves it to your Dropbox so you have uh, high quality audio files. It's really handy. I personally use Zencaster to record uh, the conversations with the guests I do on the show and it's a really useful and awesome uh, program especially or I guess specifically if you are a podcaster. So check it out. It's Zencaster.com. That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R dot com. And if you use the promo code BEYONDSYNTH all one word, uh, you can receive 20% off. So go do that. And I should also point out that this show is brought to you by Retro Revolutions. And Retro Revolutions is a cool YouTube uh, page you should check out. He's a great sponsor of Beyond Synth. And, uh, you know, if you listen to the show, you've heard me uh, talk about him before, but essentially he makes cool mods. He takes old consoles and rewires them and makes cool things out of them, including uh, a console version of a PSP, which he made, where he basically, like, just took a PSP apart and then rewired it and actually turned it into a console, which was cool, and he's uh, doing some stuff for uh, some of the Synthwave community, including a custom Mega Drive for Calyx and a cool custom PlayStation Boombox thing for uh, Marco, which is uh, pretty cool. So I suggest you go check out Retro Revolutions. You can check it out on YouTube. Uh, the Twitter is Retro Faith Games on Twitter, and uh, he also has an Instagram, Retro underscore Revolutions. So go give him a follow. He's all he's, he's he's down there in New Zealand, man. He wants your follows. You know what it's like in New Zealand. It's like there's like one house, and between every house, there's like 300 miles of space with just a few like wallabies running around, and they're all dressed up like hobbits. So he he's lonely, and he wants you to follow his Instagram. Is what I'm trying to say. So go do it. Follow Retro Revolutions. Okay, let's listen to another track, and then then we'll take care of business. I forgot I just teased business, and then we uh, didn't uh, talk about any business. So let's. Talk some business after we listen to this. After we listen to this. Here's a cool song. I love just this bass line is great. And it pretty much just goes on for like seven minutes, but it's awesome. So we're going to listen to it now. This is Northern Dusk with the track Feeding Demons.
was Feeding Demons by Northern Dusk. And that was brought to you by my lovely uh, Patreon supporters. We have a new supporter this uh, this week, Roboito. Hey, Roboito. Thank you for donating to Beyond Synth. You're cool, and I appreciate it. And, of course, there's my lovely uh, $25 Pattersons. There's Chris Dance, Gregorio Franco, Joey and Kendra, and Clint Dowling with the 2501. And of course, there's Jacob Wick with the 2288. There's Frank Skinicki with the 1987. Frank Skinicki says, don't eat meat. That's how he stays trim. And of course, there's Chris Celia Lane with the 1111. And if you want to uh, support Beyond Synth, go to patreon.com slash Beyond Synth. Every little bit helps. And, uh, you know, if you're willing to support the show, uh, it makes it so I can uh, produce this show on a regular schedule. And that is, of course, the nature of today's business. If you don't follow me on Twitter, at uh, Andy Last, or uh, on Facebook, yesterday I uh, posted my plans for the show for the near future, for the future right now anyways, um, going forward, because when I changed the format of Beyond Synth around episode 34 or something, the plan was to have Beyond Synth be a two-hour show. Like, that's the idea, right? There's a lot of music, there's a lot of chat. I feel like two hours is a good amount of time, considering the amount of music we play and the amount of chatting we do. The amount. And if you haven't noticed, the majority of episodes are actually running longer than two hours, and it's actually just more work for me. And I'm I'm making that work for myself. I mean, like, that's what's happened. But the thing is, I do have other projects I want to work on. Like, I really want to finish editing Real Beyond Synth Episode 2. And other things like connected to Beyond Synth, like promotion and stuff like that, which I just don't have time to do when I keep on producing these episodes that go too long. Because essentially, putting out a weekly show, if one week the episode is like three and a half hours long, it just means I I had to spend that much more time editing the show. And that's time that I could have spent, you know, working on other projects and promoting the podcast and stuff like that. So the new plan for the next little while, I put it to Twitter and Facebook to see what people thought, is I'm going to be doing an alternating schedule with... Marco, Florence, and the guests. So the idea is this week, you know, obviously I've got Max Thor on the show and we'll be chatting with him. And then next week we'll do catching up with Florence and keeping in 80s with Marco Merrick. And so what we'll do is we'll have one episode where I do... Uh, <laughs> where I do Marco and Florence, uh, where we chat to Marco and Florence because those segments have been becoming a lot longer. And of course, um, Florence Bullock is part of the show now too. And the shows are just getting so long when I have both of their segments and a guest interview in the same show, considering that the Marco segments and the Florence segments are basically like a full-length episode themselves. So uh, that's the way we're going to do it for the next little while, and we'll just do an alternating schedule. So one week, a new guest. Next week, we catch up with Marco and Florence, because those segments have been a lot of fun. And I think that way I can keep the shows uh, on time. It's going to be easier for me to handle so that I can actually produce some of the other Beyonds and stuff, which I want you guys to see. So that's what we're going to do for the next little while. And, you know, keep me posted and let me know what you think about that. But I think it should be okay. I think it's a... I like that system. So that's uh, what we're going to do. And now what we're going to do is listen to another track. So here's a nice little short one here. This is Vettelmo with the track Shore. Thank you. 
And that was Shore by Vettelmo. That's a nice uh, little track there. And that, of course, was brought to you by my lovely $10 Pattersons. There's, of course, the king of the $10 Pattersons, Fraser Davidson. And then there's Martin Larby. Wait, what? Ooh, looks like Martin Larby just upgraded his support for Beyond Synth. Good for you, buddy. Of course, I should post a picture because Martin got a Beyond Synth mug and he took a nice dapper photo of himself holding the mug, which is what I like. When anyone ever gets... When anyone ever gets... When anyone gets a Beyond Synth mug, I like them to take a picture so I can put together at at some time like a photo album of all the uh, Beyond Synth listeners that are uh, drinking out of Beyond Synth mugs. And then, of course, there's Hexenwork, Digital Dreams, Powerloader, Trevor Resnick, Polydigital, Elias Garnier, Murat, Playmaker Media, Mike Shima, Ashley Keegan, Greg Smith, fucking slunks, Joshua Everson, Willow, Winfield, and Colin Bennett. Thank you very much uh, for your support, everybody. Like I said, go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth and you can join them. And I will read your name every week like a robot. And speaking of which, uh, Trevor Resnick sent me a link and he told me to share it. And he told me he didn't want me to promote it, but I'm going to promote it anyways, you know, because he's been a real good uh, supporter of Beyond Synth uh, pretty much since the beginning. Ever since I uh, started the Patreon, he's been there. And he said, uh, go check out his artwork on artstation.com. So I'll repost this, but I'll also put a link in the show notes that you can uh, check out. It looks cool. It's just this kind of demon skull thing. I guess ArtStation is a place where people, like digital artists, can post like 2D or 3D art and people can uh, check it out. I think it's just a way that people can, you know, practice and hone their skills and stuff. And so this is his fan art inspired by the heavy metal F-A-K-K-2. The hell is that? Is that a game? What is F-A-K-K? Heavy metal. Anyway, it looks cool. So go check it out. Click on the link that I'm going to post in the show notes and you can see and uh, and maybe just uh, support his art because he's uh, been supporting Beyond Synth and it's the least I can do to uh, help him out. I could tell you what the link is now, but it's weird. It's like artstation.com slash artwork slash lowercase w capital w capital n lowercase e capital z. But it'll be a lot easier if I just post a link in the show notes. And uh, please do that, because that would be a nice thing. Check out his art and do whatever one does when somebody checks out someone's art. Anyway, let's uh, listen to another song. Uh, This is a track by Color Theory. I was actually going to play a different Color Theory song today. And then he uh, contacted me on Twitter and said he just made this new song and sent it to me. And I was like, oh, lucky timing for you, Color Theory, because I was going to play one anyways. But I just uh, I'll swap it out for his new track that he uh, just sent me. This is In Motion by Color Theory.
And that was In Motion by Color Theory. He always does these things where he'll put in these like little strange noises into tracks that do end up making it catchy, but at first they can be very surprising. Because, you know, like a lot of the music uh, we play on the show and uh, and I listen to, everyone's always so busy trying to be really like cool, always picking cool instruments and like dark sounds and stuff. And uh, I find Color Theory will often do these weird like plinky strange sounds that he'll throw into his tracks and at first i'm always like oh that's interesting and then later on i'm like ah shit it's stuck in my head (laughs) so it works i believe we call that taking risks and of course uh that track was brought to you by my lovely five dollar pattersons there's the king of the five dollar pattersons ethan hennings city bat christopher albert daniel dexius Florence Bullock, Star Nomad, Michelle Vasquez, Tim Ross, Neon Knox, Jared Glenn, Damian Rudies, Ross Pentland, Hala, Phil Clothier, Lee McConnell, Zychorax, Brad Neiman, and Facehugger. The X is silent. So what else has everybody... Blah. So what else has everybody been up to anyways? Like, that's a hard sentence to say. I've actually been going back and playing uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I think uh, I might talk to Marco about that in an upcoming show. I think I might save my, like, very specific video game talk for the Marco segments. But I'm actually enjoying it. It's funny because, uh, you know, the game that I'm not allowed to talk about anymore, uh, people often make fun of because of how awkward the controls are when you go back and play. But since I've always played the game so i'm comfortable with the way that it controls i'm talking about the game that came out before perfect dark on the n64 but uh, man going back and playing grand theft auto 3 and grand theft auto vice city i forgot how fucking wonky the controls are in those games man like it's crazy like it actually is kind of difficult to play because of the controls and i'm playing it on the playstation 4 so it's just like an emulated port of the playstation 2 versions so i'm not sure if on computer if they re-released it and sort of added the ability to like free aim and like updated the controls but uh, on the playstation it's not so it's basically just you're just playing the playstation 2 version although the graphics are a little bit crisper and stuff but uh, man that control style is uh, crazy to get used to but i do like the story and the characters are funny so it, it is still something i still enjoy it the simplicity of it almost you know when you play gta 5 the city's so detailed and huge that it is fun to go back and play a city that you can actually kind of memorize how to get around because of how small it is and essentially everything is just kind of rectangles and stuff but uh, we'll we'll talk about that another time but uh, yeah so how about this let's listen to another track and then maybe we'll uh, we'll go chat with Max Thor how about that so what do we got here man what do we got Uh, here's a track from Nightcrawler it's called Genesis and who's that voice I hear Is that Dana Jean Phoenix? Yes, it is. Dana Jean strikes again. It's a rite of passage for any synth waver to get uh, Dana Jean to sing on one of your tracks. And this is a cool one. I was just going through my playlist and then this one popped in and I was like, oh, I've not heard this one. And uh, and I dig it. All right. (laughs) Not sure why I need to explain myself. But uh, anyway, this is uh, Genesis by Nightcrawler featuring Dana Jean Phoenix.
And that was Genesis by Nightcrawler featuring Dana Jean Phoenix. And that was brought to you by my other $5 Pattersons. There's Marco Cranendong, Corey Valentine, Timothy Pierce, Starlight Fisher, Barons of Santa Carla, Raul Pud, Tristan Waits, Dana Jean Phoenix, she's a cool artist and a supporter, Stu M, Night Raptor, The Rosconian, Simon Norberg, Matthew Lister, Dougie Fresh, Bobby B, Cunning Corvid, Roman, Joe and Lando, and Kai. Thank you guys so much for your support. Oh, shit. Before we go to the interview... Ah, see, I almost forgot. You thought I almost forgot, didn't you, my Donation of the Beast friends? Uh, Of course, the Donation of the Beast is all the people who donate 666. And it's so special, it gets its very own jingle. This is the Donation of the Beast. All right, guys, these are all the people who donate 666 to Beyond Synth. They are the donation of the beast. There's Street Cleaner, Orlando Rodriguez-Neef, Moose Knox, Ken Giroux, Till Wild, Straylight, Carm, Blake Peterson, Lucas Ceballos and Renton Brax. And because his donation falls between the donation of the beast and the $5 donors, I always forget <laughs> to say it, but there's Polar Wildcat Studios with the donation of the 617. So thanks, buddy, for your support. Thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. Don't forget, patreon.com slash beyondsynth. And now, let's go and chat with Max Thor. Well, I am here with Max Thor. How's it going, dude? All good, man. Nice to meet you. Yeah, man. Nice to talk to you. So, first of all, where are you from? I'm uh, from Spain. I live in the in the east of Spain in a city called Alicante. Maybe you don't know Alicante, but it's close to Ibiza, to the island. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm from Spain. Well, that's cool. So, is the weather nice in Spain right now? Well, if you compare it to Canada, it's super nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now, it, now it's really cold, but it's not so cold. It's like minus one, minus two degrees Celsius. It's okay. And especially in Alicante, in the part where I live, it's never too cold. It never snows here. The last time it snowed, I think it was in... 1984. I was six years old. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, a retro snow story. Retro snow, yeah. I have some some amazing pictures of that. Alicante. 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 Yeah. What's uh, Alicante known for, right? Everyone thinks of Ibiza as, you know, it's a party place. So what's Alicante all about? Alicante, okay. We have uh, the best paella in Spain. All right. I guess. Uh, food, uh, especially food, and there's a lot. I mean, it's it's a, a sunny place, so a lot of people from North uh, Europe and English people come here when they retire. You know what? Yeah, I don't think. I've ever eaten a paella. What is a paella? It's just rice. It's not, not so special. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> rice. 
<laughs> so it's, it's not really exotic. It's rice, but uh, you can cook it in in a lot of ways. You can have it with uh, seafood, with chicken, rabbit. <laughs> All right. So it's just rice, but we use uh, saffron to cook it. Okay. So it has like a yellowish color. Well, maybe I have eaten paella. It's just, it's weird because it's called paella, so I always assume it's something else. It's like whenever a dish has a name, whenever, uh, you know, a, a paella to me, I picture, I guess because I'm English, I picture a pie. I, I picture a pastry of some kind when I hear the word paella. <laughs> it feels like a self-contained thing. It's like, here's your paella, and they hand you <laughs> a thing. Paella. But when it's no, like, when it's a meal, it's like, I don't know. And that's a funny thing because everyone uh, out of Spain says paella, and it's it's not like that. You are pronounced, pronouncing it like it has like a double L. I mean, it's paella. It's P A E L L A. All right, because so over there you pronounce your L's as sort of like a yeah sound. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. And so when we say paella, we're <laughs> adding the, the yay. The first yay is wrong. Is that what you're saying? It's it's paella. Okay. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Paella, like that. Perfect. You look like an Alicante local. Yeah. So, <laughs> so next time I want some yellow rice with some rabbit, I will ask for paella. Perfect, man. How do you say rabbit in Spanish? We say conejo. Conejo. Like that? Yeah, perfect. Sweet. Hey, your accent, Spanish accent is really good, man. <laughs> Sweet. So now I can order some paella with... Oh, fuck, I forgot it. Was it cornero? You have to say paella con, that is with... Conejo. Conejo. Yeah. Paella con... Oh, no, I fucked it up. I said paella. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, it takes me a while to learn this shit. Too many things to have in mind. <laughs> what, um... I think I've been to Spain. <laughs> How is that? Well, I, I, you don't know for sure? No, because I, I, when I was younger, I traveled a lot. If I was coming from France, where would I end up in Spain? If you are coming from France, you mean, you mean like walking? Yeah. <laughs> so you have, uh, after France, you have Barcelona, uh, Catalonia, that it's in the north. And if you go, if you're still, still going down, you go to Valencia and then Alicante. That's in the east coast. You have Madrid, the capital of Spain. It's just in the center of the country. And that's it. The, the closer to France is uh, Catalonia. And you have the Basque country, too, that it's in the north. Okay. I'm, I was. I wonder, was I there? Hmm. I'll have to ask my mom. I don't remember where I was. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Barcelona sounds familiar. Yeah, man. Maybe you have been to Alicante and you had some paella and you can remember. Maybe. <laughs> it's possible. And it's just like my, my brain blocked it. I don't know. Yeah, that's why you spell conejo so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, man, we're going to play some music here, mm -hmm. some, some Max Thor tracks, and then we'll talk about it. Right. And uh, we'll talk about life in Spain. I don't think I've had a Spanish... I don't think I've had someone from Spain on the show. Mm, I don't think so. You might be my first Spanish guest. I think I've had people who said they were going to go to Spain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same same thing yeah. well there's a guy in spain called nightcrawler yes i don't i haven't had him on as a guest have i ah, have okay. i played nightcrawler i might have 
Anyway, let's let's listen to some Max Thor. Who cares Who about him? <laughs> Nightcrawler. So, okay, so I'm the pioneer, the Spanish pioneer yeah. in your show. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, so here's a track that I dug, which is a cool song. It's one of my favorites uh, from Max Thor. This is Black Fire by Max Thor. <laughs>
And that was Black Fire by Max Thor. And that's a cool track, and I'm here with Max Thor right now, all the way from Spain. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Conejo. Conejo. So I have a question then. Obviously, you're a Spanish dude, so why uh, you sing your songs in English? Do you, do you sing in Spanish as well, or is that a different thing, or what's the deal? That's a good question. Uh, I think th- there are like so many reasons, because one of, of the main reasons is that I always listen to uh, music in English. The 90% of the music I listen to is, is uh, in English, so I guess it's... Mm, like the language I feel more comfortable with for singing I don't know <laughs> I'm not, not really sure it, it, it was like a natural thing to write my my songs in English it wasn't a like a decision okay I'm, I'm gonna sing my tracks in English it's really natural for me what would black fire be in Spanish it would be fuego negro yes there's a lot of syllables there eh? yeah fuego negro (laughs) yeah that that, that's one of the things uh, of the Spanish language that we we use so many syllables so it's harder to fit your your lyrics into into a song so yeah yeah it's better for that yeah that's interesting you say that actually because yeah there's some English artists I know vocal like who do vocal tracks and sometimes there's I'm trying to figure out the the right amount of syllables for a catchy chorus and i feel like it's like three to five it like it's funny because some like when people can come up sometimes they put too many words in Mm -hmm. and then the chorus doesn't flow as well and when you can just have a nice punchy you know a thing with just like a a few words it, it becomes more memorable but it's i don't know if there's a science to how many syllables? Yeah, there, there, there is a science, actually. <laughs> There's a, a formula when, when they teach you about songwriting. They always say that if you have a chorus that, that has a few chords only, mm. you can uh, like put so um, uh, more syllables or you can make like, uh, more complex top lines into that. And if you have a lot of uh, chord changes in the chorus it's better to stick with just one or two words so the science is not to put so many words if you have a lot of melodies and chord changes uh, t- uh, taking place in the background so that that is the science oh that's interesting I never actually because I, I I notice it when I listen to people who have crafted nice catchy choruses but I I, I just always I could feel it but I never knew there was an actual like yeah. uh, uh, methodology behind it because Black Fire is great. I think what I like about your songs is uh, I really like the melodies. Like you've got these great melodies, and uh, they're just really catchy. You've got these really catchy hooks. Like Black Fire is a great song. Like I've listened to this one a lot. It's hard to say because sometimes, like the words I would use, sometimes sound to me like I would be insulting somebody. But it's just like it's so simple, but it just works. It's just like Black Fire. It's like it's right yeah. there, and it just sounds great. And it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know what the fuck means Black <laughs> Fire. <laughs> well, it sounds but cool, it, though. No, you know, honestly. Yeah, that's the thing. No, that's the thing, man. Some people, look, some people are great. They, they write great poetry. Mm-hmm. And they can, they can craft some neat-sounding lyrics, and I like that stuff. Oftentimes, when it comes to vocal stuff, the only thing that really annoys me is when people use like a lot of cliches. Mm-hmm. So there's certain sentences that I've just heard too many times in songs, mm-hmm. and I don't know what they mean. They're just these generic kind of cliche things. 
Yeah. And then sometimes it's cool just to have some just weird words like just crammed together and it just yeah. if it works it works man you don't know until you try it right <laughs> yeah sure well I actually it it has like a meaning for me but I, I don't really like explaining lyrics because when I listen to music I like to have my own interpretation of the lyrics so I, I hate <laughs> explaining the exact meaning of, uh, of my lyrics yes of course one thing I try to do is to to write uh, very vis visual lyrics sometimes using glitters but things that you can imagine for example black fire it's like a visual thing you can imagine a, a black fire yeah, it's yeah. weird but <laughs> no I got you man they, that's the, the fire they use to, to fucking cook the conejos yeah the fucking, <laughs> uh, it's inspired in, uh, by paella yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, because you were talking about the science and formula behind songs, because I listen to a lot of mainstream music. I really love like pop music or I don't know, artists like Taylor Swift, that kind of music. Sure. Uh, and uh, they, they have a lot of, um, there are a lot of uh, strategies and formulas. Yes. Behind yeah, yeah, yeah. That so I guess w when I write uh, music, I apply unconsciously some of that formulas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. I mean, like, whenever I say I, I don't like pop music, I'm not one of those people who's like some angry nerd. It's like, or angry old man. It's like sometimes there's things on the radio that annoy me, but... It's more because it's impersonal. Yeah, you know, it's it's like uh, you know, there's lots of these songs that are written by these pop stars that you just you just feel like oh, like a, a boardroom wrote this song. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they know sure. we have to target like these little girls, so like we're gonna throw in these keywords, mm -hmm. and we also got to sell some sneakers. So like, <laughs> so someone will mention Nike or some brand, or you know what I mean? Like it's like. It all feels like a big like, advertisement, but that doesn't mean that some of the songs aren't catchy. Like, yeah, yeah, fucking, sure. there's been some, like, Rihanna songs that I've enjoyed listening to, and I'm like, why? Like, I don't want to like this song, because, like, <laughs> it feels like I'm betraying something, but then... It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, but then, you know, at the same time, I like a lot of 80s pop, mm -hmm. and it was still... Pop. But there's something... I don't know. It was commercial, mm -hmm. but there's something slightly purer about it. I guess it's just because they were using, you know, real equipment and stuff. And now since a lot of it is yeah. tweaked, you know, you just feel like there's th this digital manipulation to make things so perfect. And maybe there's something special about people who were just had to have really good voices because there was no real way to fix it. You know, like you just had to be good. Yeah. But then... I don't mind digital manipulation of vocals either. Like, I, I guess I just like stuff I like. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, <laughs> Why am I talking? <laughs> no. no, no, but <laughs> that make, makes sense, man. No, but I, I think one thing that happens with the 80s pop is that they took risk and it's really risky and now there are a few people taking risks but in the 80s some tracks are like really original like man no one has done this before and that, that was the great thing like the like to take risk but there are really good pot producer right now do you do you know a guy that is called Max Martin or is he one of those people who's behind the scenes who like writes songs yeah. for everybody yeah, that that guy is ninety ninety percent of the mm, number one uh, <laughs> tracks on the billboards. It's written by 
by that guy and it's a Swedish guy that is called Max Marin and he played in a like in a um, glam metal band in the 90s mm. so he puts that influence into the songs and he writes songs for uh, Taylor Swift Bon Jovi <laughs> the, the, the Bon Jovi track Man, what what is the name? The, oh, you're not gonna. <laughs> you're not, I'm not gonna pull this one. <laughs> <laughs> Katy Perry. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that guy. He's really good. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, commercial music that that sucks, of course. Yeah. Well, but I'll tell you what doesn't suck. Some Max Thor, and we're gonna listen to another track. Um, this is another one I really dug. Uh, this was uh, the one you did on the the Summoner soundtrack. Mm -hmm. um, it's called "Buried Deep Inside" by Max Thor. We're 
And that was Buried Deep Inside by Max Thor. And I'm here with Max Thor right now, all the way from Spain. That's a great song. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That song, I have to to give some credit uh, for that track to my friend James Seeker, that is the director of The Summoner. He was uh, the one that... Uh, contact me and say man we have to write a song for the ending credits mm -hmm. of the movie and he helped me a lot with the the idea behind the track and it's a great guy and and that that song uh, exists because of of him and so he has some credit to it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's cool I mean, I figure he still hasn't let me watch the movie, so I'm just going to assume that the end credits is the best part because it's a really great song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted the track to sound like that, like like the typical '80s track that sound, and, and at the end when the credits are rolling. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. so what else goes on down there in fucking Spain? What do you do uh, when you're not making music? Well, I'm, I'm making music like 24 hours a day. So <laughs> the last four or five, five years, I started playing and making music as that is my profession right now. Besides of Maxor, I play in some other projects. Actually, Maxor is like my side project. So I spend yeah, all day in the studio and... What's the other thing you do? The main thing I do is is I'm playing in a band with my two best friends. It's Henry and Lois. It's called Henry Says and Band. And it's like an electronic act. We play electronic music live in venues and clubs. And yeah, we, we've been really busy because we... Uh, one year ago, we, we did a... Kickstarter campaign for our album and man it's been a nightmare <laughs> because <laughs> we are doing an album plus a movie that it's like a documentary about how the music of the album was made we are still editing the movie now it's coming out out on on March but yeah that's my main project we, we've been playing in Canada in Toronto like we've been there two times I think playing with the live show so okay so what's the name of the what's the what's the genre of it like you say it's electronic but like yeah it's electronic the thing is it's like electronic dance music we are playing electronic music but also we are playing guitars we have a live uh, singer so it's a mix between electronic and some analogic instruments wait, wait so what's this called hold on let me look this up it's called Henry Scythe is Henry Scythe uh, is S-A-I-Z uh -huh. You can look for it It's like a live band Because this guy, Henry Scythe Who is my friend since we were teenagers He's uh, really a DJ And then we have this project That is like my, my main thing right now Well maybe we should fucking listen to one of those tracks Yeah, sure <laughs> Well I don't know I, mean, like, I like electronic music I, I don't Because yeah. I don't think I've heard this So This dude has a beard, or does everyone have a beard? Yeah, yeah. In Spain, everyone has a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Although I had, uh, oh no, that was Mexico. You know, because I have a Patreon for Beyond Synth mm -hmm. uh, that people can donate to the show, and so I was doing a thank you video for one of my donors who came from Mexico, and so I did the video, but I put on a fake mustache. <laughs> but then, I don't know, some lady got mad at me because she said it was offensive that I had a mustache on nah. for this. I, I, I don't know. That was a little 
I don't know what to say to that. Nah, man, it's not offensive at all. Well, because see, like, seeing as men can grow yeah. mustaches, I don't know, like, would it have been less offensive if I actually just grew the mustache? It wasn't even like a bad <laughs> joke. It was like I did, I did it in Spanish, but I used yeah. Google Translate in order to speak the Spanish. <laughs> so like, it just sounded ridiculous, and I just put on this fake mustache and spoke like horrible Spanish, and it was a joke. Like it was meant to be funny, and like, yeah, sure, man. Yeah, like p- people get offended like easily. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. No. So if I so the point is if I were to pretend to be a Spanish man I would like from Spain I would have to then have a beard Yeah yeah what else you need to be short like not not too tall Yeah I got that I'm uh, I'm 59 <laughs> so I don't know what that uh, I don't know <laughs> how tall is that in centimeters but Oh do you guys do centimeters yeah. it's weird because yeah. in in Canada we're on the metric system mm-hmm. But we still measure ourselves in feet. Although I think on our official like driver's license and identification, it'll say, you know, in meters, you know, like or, or centimeters or whatever, like how tall somebody is. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking to somebody else, you would say feet, you know, like I'm five foot, okay. you know, n- nine inches or whatever. And the same with uh, when you measure your dink. <laughs> people like we wouldn't do it in centimeters because centimeters are smaller than inches Mm -hmm. so it it sounds weird like if you were to uh i'm talking about penises by the way i I use the word dink you know because yeah it's more more precise when you use centimeters yeah because if you say centimeters you know you can you can make it sound great you can be like hey it's like 13 centimeters but then that's really like what is 13 (laughs) no now i gotta do the math hold on (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man. but it's wor- it's worse with the with the Celsius and Fahrenheit degrees, man. Yes. Every time I go to the states or Canada, or it's like okay, it's one hundred <laughs> Fahrenheit, and uh, I don't know if that is hot, cold, or what. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, we do Celsius, so like that's the thing. It's ah, okay. okay in yeah, Canada, but- in Canada, it's it's the metric system for that because it just makes more sense to me. Like it's just zero is cold, one hundred is boiling. <laughs> I, I don't know like it just it's it it makes sense to me more than like because fahrenheit yeah. is all these random numbers all over the place yeah i i, I thought i thought you, you were using fahrenheit in Canada. no no i mean like old that's, people that's cool, right? yeah old people still understand it i don't actually understand fahrenheit so i always have to do conversions there is not a good rule or or, <laughs> or a good system for translating and you need like a phone app for that because it's crazy so six inches is 15 centimeters. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so why six inches? No, because that's like, that's average, right? That's av- like, well, average is ah, technically yeah. five to seven. So I've made average six for the purpose of this math. Yeah. So six is uh, 15 centimeters. So I don't know. Does that sound good? Yeah. If you, if you were just like, hey man, my dink's 15 centimeters long. Is that, does that make it sound better than six inches? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, 15 <laughs> centimeters. That's pretty good. How, how tall are you in, in centimeters? Okay, so let's find out. So feet, I am five foot nine. 179? Does that sound right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're taller than me, actually. <laughs> this, this conversation is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> What is um what's your <laughs> What's your favorite track the uh, Henry Say's track? Mm. What's a good one that we can play? 
let people know what it's like. Actually, we we released the first single of the new album because the the idea behind the album is that each track is inspired by a country or a place in the planet. Mm. So we spent the last year traveling and composing the the tracks in its place. So the first single is inspired in in Dubai and it's called the Golden Cage. The Golden Cage. All right. Well, let's listen to this, man. Okay. Sure. This is uh, Henry Says with the Golden. Yeah, what? It's Henry Says and Band. Oh, and Band. Okay. This is Henry Says and Band with the track The Golden Cage.
says and band and we're playing that because i'm talking to max thor right now and he's telling me that he's also part of this thing so what do you do in henry says and band since i started playing music i started when i was 14 15 years old we had a like a metal band in spain a black metal band so i was the drummer in that band and henry was the bass player and since then we've been making music together i participated like composing music to writing the lyrics yeah we we make the music together with with henry in this project and with the other guy eloy we are not like session musicians but it's really a a band yeah 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 so that's cool it was like that yeah because obviously you must be doing stuff on your own so how do you differentiate between stuff that you're doing for max thor and stuff that you're doing for henry says and band i mean like do you do you come up with an idea and then if he doesn't like it you go like well i still like this idea so i'm going to use it for me like how do how does it work? Yeah, it depends because the, the because the, the style is really different. Different. The thing is, uh, beside that project, we we have some uh, another different projects. We, we have, <laughs> had, yeah. <laughs> we, we, have we, we released last year. We released an album under the name Halin Condensa. Okay. Yeah, you may like may like it. It's really cool. It's like experimental electronica with a lot of different 
instruments and styles. So um, sometimes when, when I compose a track, it's like, okay, this sounds good for Maxler or for Henry's project. Or, I don't know, but when I'm composing for Maxler, I have a really clear idea in mind. The thing is that when I started the Maxler project, it was supposed to be an Italo disco thing. Right. Which guy are you? Because I'm looking at the Max or the the uh, Henry Sazen band Facebook. Mm -hmm. So are you the guy on the right or the left? I'm assuming Henry is the middle guy. Which picture are you looking at? Well, there's a dude in the middle with a beard who's got kind of like gray in it. That's Henry. Yeah. The tallest guy is on the right. Yeah, that's me. That's me. But it's not because I'm the tallest guy. It's because because <laughs> <laughs> we we took that picture like separately. Okay, and they gotcha. Put me on the top, but <laughs> I'm actually the shortest guy on the on the band. Was it you who did this picture and purposely made yourself no, the tallest guy? No, no, it was uh, a friend of us. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah I'm, I'm the guy looking at the the right. All right, man. Well, that's cool. You guys look like a bunch of cool guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm not going to elaborate. I'm fine with what I just said. So how are you feeling today, man? Like, did you have a good holiday? Yeah. Well, we've been working these holidays because we are finishing this movie thing. But yeah. I spent my holidays with my family here. It was great. Do people from Spain go to Ibiza? Like, is that a thing people from Spain do? Or is that mostly for tourists? Yeah, people from Spain go there because it's really cheap. You can take, like, a ship or, or fly to Ibiza. And it's not expensive, but especially uh, the people that goes there, that uh, visit Ibiza, is a lot of British people, Italian people. But I don't really like going to Ibiza, man. It has changed a lot in, in the last years. Right. At the beginning, yeah, at the beginning, Ibiza was, like, a really hippie thing in the 70s, 80s, when the guys from um, Pink Floyd used to go there to get inspired. Now it's all about money and, like, VIP thing <laughs> on the clubs. So. Right. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. What was the thing, then, when you were young, growing up and, like, watching TV and stuff, like, did you get a lot of, like, import television, or did you watch a lot of, like, Spanish things? Like, what was the cool... What was the cool stuff that the kids were into? We had a uh, really good TV shows in Spain in the 80s. There, there were like some shows, like kids shows in Spain that were really interesting. Like if, if you watch that shows uh, now, they look like, like they are made for adult people <laughs> so is there like a lot of like ladies walking around with bikinis and stuff yeah yeah <laughs> kind of and no but but they had a really cool bands playing live in that show okay <laughs> and it was like man i i was watching this when i was a kid mm. but uh, of course the most popular films and pain in that age were from the states films like Back to the Future, Ghostbusters. That was like the main thing here. I always like those um, whenever I would go over to Europe because they just they have a different philosophy when it comes to like uh, sexual content. Like, you know, you could see ladies with their boobs on television, like in commercials and stuff when I was in France. Yeah. And uh, they're just less like uh, that's not really a big issue, nudity, you know, but over here, like it's a, like a big problem for some reason. <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> in Spain, I, I think it was at the end of the 80s. It was like a, a huge thing that nowadays they still, every Christmas, they remember it because do you know this girl that sings like Italo Disco? That is called Sabrina. Does she have the music video where you just see her boobs? Yeah, that one yeah. <laughs> with the track. It, the, the, she has a track called Boys, Boys, Boys. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the video where she's in the pool, right? Yeah, yeah, that one. So that girl performed on the Christmas show in Spain. And while she was singing, her boob like <laughs> came out. <laughs> wow, but they didn't censor it or anything. It was like... Well, it's Christmas, <laughs> so, man. That's no. a Christmas miracle for some kids you know like no pixels over the boo yeah <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great with your accent just no pixels over the boob <laughs> <laughs> yeah no because that is it's super scary for a child you're looking at tv and you i mean the girl like the janet jackson thing and you're, you're watching some pixels floating there and it's like it's a trauma for a yeah, kid yeah. what the yeah, fuck yeah. is that <laughs> It's better to show the boob. It is very <laughs> so, way. That is always, that's a rule. That's a rule of life. It is always better to show the boob. Yeah, always. Listen, let's listen to some more Max Thor. This was uh, from the new album you just put out. Uh, this is a cool track. It's called Another World by Max Thor.
And that was Another World by Max Thor. And I'm here with Max Thor right now. We were just talking about boobs. Ah, yeah, and pixels. (laughs) Boobs and pixels. Pixels. That'd be a good uh, title for an album. Yeah. (laughs) I can imagine the album cover, too. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that image is always in my head, but uh, it's all good. So what's your setup like, man? Like, where you make the music? Do you have, like, a nice little studio? I mean, what do you you use to make the tunes? I mainly work with Ableton Live. I have some instruments, too. I, I like to use some... VST or plugins, but I also like to include like real instruments like guitars. Uh, I have an electric guitar, uh, an acoustic guitar, a saxophone too. In the last album, the Another World, I think there are like three tracks where I use the saxophone, also my mic for the vocals. So yeah, it's basically a home studio with nothing too special. Do you know how to play saxophone or did you pick one up and try and figure it out? It's not my main instrument. Yeah, The thing is, I started playing but just for fun. I'm not really good at it but I know how to make it sound so if I practice a solo a lot, I can record some solos but I wouldn't dare to play it live. 
How much is a saxophone? Are those expensive instruments? No, man, but you can find really cheap uh, saxophone. This one was like less than 200 euros. Okay. Yeah, it's just for learning. You can find like some really expensive saxophones but instruments are way cheaper now than <laughs> some years ago that's another interesting topic i should buy a saxophone as a joke i think i should just have one like as a joke just to be in the background yeah and then be able to play like just one song really well on it and just bring it out because like if people saw me playing a saxophone it would just be the most ridiculous image <laughs> yeah, man. but that's the thing it's a really beautiful instrument when I got them, my saxophone, actually it was a present from my uh, friend, Henry. It was like, okay, it doesn't matter if I never learn to play this because I want to just have it. It's beautiful. Mm. There's so many parts in, and it's really complex how they build a saxophone. You should just uh, put it in a frame and then like hang it on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> I even had it. <laughs> I even had, I, I, I had a violin too, but <laughs> I tried to learn violin uh, for one month and it sounded, sounded like, <laughs> so finally. Yeah, violin is an instrument, man. Uh, that is a tricky one. When people know how to do it, it sounds great. And it, I feel like up until the moment where you can play, it just sounds like horrible. Yeah, I think it's the harder one to learn violin because just making a violin sound like producing a musical note is really difficult. <laughs> it's really difficult. I don't think I've ever even tried. I've never tried. Yeah, it's going to sound like... <sighs> yes, that. <laughs> a friend of mine's brother played violin when we were younger and you could hear him like practicing upstairs and uh it's not a fun one to listen to yeah. uh someone practice yeah it's like he's a scratching a wall or something like that it's yeah yeah or like the sound of small animals being murdered or something you know like it's a <laughs> yeah. it's a it's an interesting sound when it's not uh doing the 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 good stuff yeah so a typical day max door he wakes up yeah do you have a coffee or tea Coffee, oh, yeah, that's first thing I do is taking a coffee. I'm, I'm taking a coffee right now, by the way. B besides making music in my studio, I have a lot of ladies office work, no way, like answering to emails. We also have a radio show here in Spain that is called El Laberinto, like the labyrinth, and it's on national radio every week. On Friday, every week we uh, make the show, I answer some mails, I write some lyrics, <laughs> I work on my studio, so... Wait, 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 wait. You're, you're a radio host? No, no, I'm not. A, um, I have this uh, radio show with my friend, Henry. We, we do everything together, as you can see, and uh, I take care of the production of the show like writing the text, uh, selecting music. And then, and then Henry's the voice? Yeah. He's the voice, yeah. But you got a cool voice. Do you ever talk on there? Like, you, you got a nice, deep-sounding voice. It's better than mine. No, no way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, 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 we've done some of the shows together because it's uh, the good thing about uh, the show we make. It's focused on electronic music, but we play a lot of uh, music styles. And we did a show about uh, metal and black metal. And, mm. and every show is conceptual. Every Friday is about one concept for example uh, night music or 
music for driving or whatever. So we are very open-minded about the musical styles. You sound like a real busy guy. Yeah, I am, but I'm happy because if I'm busy uh, like doing music and the things that I love, that's great to me. I, I, I like <laughs> being busy. Sometimes it's really st stressful, but... That's cool, man. No, it's good to uh, have that sort of sense of purpose, but it's all leading to that time when you can afford to live in that room where it's just full of a bunch of ladies in bikinis who feed you grapes. <laughs> That's what it's all. That's what it's all about. Sure. <laughs> Maybe I'm just speaking out loud for the stuff that I'm looking forward to when uh, I get rich. Sure. Those grape ladies. I don't know what they're called. Oh no, they're called concubines. Yeah, but then they give you more than grapes. Yeah, we say concubinas. Concubinas. Yeah. Yeah, man. I need some concubinas to feed me some. Uh, <laughs> what's the word for grape? Uva. Uva? Uva. Like U Uva. A, yeah. Uva. That that one is shorter than English. Uva. Uva. Really? Yeah, it's like the Uber, like the taxi service. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know, this is weird. I, I, for some reason, I was picturing a, a word closer to... What's the French word for grape? No idea. <laughs> grape in French. I should know this. Uh, it's... it's I, uh, I think it's raisin. Ra yeah, raisin. Yeah. Okay, yeah, raisin, which, yeah, and then... Raisin, sure. Yeah, raisin. Le j'aime beaucoup le raisin. Or le raisin. Le concubine. Because for some reason, I always associate Spanish with French. Like, it's like they've got some similar things going on, but... Uh, yeah, we have some similar words, but it's the same that we have a lot of similar words to English and German. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you speak Spanish, you, you don't necessarily understand French. You have to study French <laughs> to understand a French guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're all like that, really. Our languages pick and choose things from uh, other ones. Like, there's a lot of German and English and stuff like that and French words. Or um, Hey, you know what we should do, though? We should listen to some more music. Sure. See? I, I know how to run a radio show. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. All right, here's a cool track. This one's called Set Your Wheels on Fire by Max Thor.
And that was Set Your Wheels on Fire by Max Thor. And I'm here with Max Thor right now. Radio show guy, musician in several different bands. What else do you do? Ah, I also, I also practice, like, do you know what Muay Thai is? Yeah. Like kickboxing. I mean, I, I'm not a professional kickboxer at all. I just practice this twice a week. Yeah. Well, I never went to a competition, something like that. But that's a thing I like. You don't want to be in a real fight. Those dudes who fight all the time, like those MMA guys, they all have, like, fucked up ears. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, their ears, they, they get those cauliflower ears where they, they look... I mean, it must be nice to know that you could beat... Anyone up? I mean, that must be a nice feeling mm-hmm. of of security, just to know that if you're ever in a fight, sure. you could take somebody. Because I'm a I'm a not a strong man. I don't know how many centimeters my muscles are around, but probably not many. I don't even know if you measure muscles that way yeah. <laughs> in centimeters. <laughs> you, you'd you'd measure my muscles in centimeters. <laughs> but it's not about strength, man. I can tell you when when I've been practicing with some guys, and you look at the guy, and uh, he's like a slim guy, and and then the technique is everything he does a sweep kick is that the thing he's gonna kick your legs out yeah of course you have a like a good technique that that is better than than strength you can knock out a a huge guy if you know the technique and if he doesn't know (laughs) anything about fighting that's the thing too because i've always noticed in my personal life if i was ever like in you know physical confrontation with a person who is like just some huge guy i just shoot him yeah that's a good strategy yeah man like just pull out this old fucking revolver and then just shoot him dead and that's how uh, that's how I've gone through my life I'm a I'm a, I'm a murderer <laughs> <laughs> I kick him in the, in the balls <laughs> kick him in the balls kick him down the stairs yeah. take his wallet yeah I'm a good guy <laughs> yeah all right, so you're fucking, so you're doing Muay Thai, you're fucking, you're playing music in all these bands, you got a radio show. Yeah. Maybe you don't have time for concubines. No, man. No, <laughs> no time for, for concubines. <laughs> when, when, I, when I got retired, maybe. Like old, old, creepy concubines. I don't know. Maybe it's not cool to talk about this anymore. Yeah. The world has moved on, man. <laughs> I'm just an old relic of an old time that thinks it's appropriate for. Uh, <laughs> A man to have, like, 20 women servants that just feed him grapes. Apparently that's not cool anymore. I just did air quotes. But look, man, I don't want to implicate you in any of my nonsense. Too late, too late. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. So how did you land on the sound then for Max Thor? Because it's funny, like, when I listen to your music, it's kind of disco-y to me. Like, there's, like, a lot of, like, sort of, like, disco elements. Hmm. I almost picture if I was making, like, a new version of Scarface, this would be, like, the music that's, like, playing in the clubs and stuff. I don't know about the the sound and the style of Max Thor. The, the thing is, when I started the project, I have this Italo disco thing in mind, but that was just the idea I had. And then I started mixing, like, some influence. I like I really like, like, 80s rock music, like Ronnie James Dio, uh, Europe, that kind of things. So I wanted to mix that electronic part with the rock attitude. I think in, that mix is, defines, like, the, the Maxter's sound. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I mean, it is cool music. Like, I, I do dig it. And I like, I know, I just like the melodies, man. Like, they're just they're just really catchy. I like I like catchy songs. That's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I, I love melodies, man. My main instrument is the drums, really. But what I love the, the most of making music is melodies. Like, vocal melodies, solos. I really enjoy, like, composing the melodies 
melodies, the chord progressions. That's what, what I like the, the most. About the, the last track you played, the, the Set your, your Wheels on Fire. Have you seen a, a movie, an 80s movie about the skateboarding called Thrashing? No, I've never watched Thrashing. Wow, man. It's my favorite 80s movie. <laughs> so because that, that that track was inspired in, uh, by that movie. It's great, man. I, I I watched that movie like 1000 times. <laughs> It's amazing. You you should watch it, man. Yeah, I'll watch the trailer. I'm not even sure I know what that movie is. The the main actor is the main character is played by, by a really popular actor. I can't remember the the name, man. I re I remember the name of the character that is Corey Webster. The opening track was by Midlow. Here we are. It's Josh Brolin. Ah, okay. Josh Brolin. As Corey Webster. Corey Webster, yeah. Two skateboarding gangs battle each other for supremacy, and a member of one gang falls in love with the sister of his rival. Yeah. Ooh. That's a really, really good resume of the movie. And it's just that, but it's amazing. Because in that time, I, I used to skateboard a lot. I remember watching that movie when I was younger. And then taking my skateboard and <laughs> it's great. I watched it like a lot of times the movie. I, I it's uh, I really recommend it. <laughs> I'm just looking at the poster. The tagline is hot, reckless, totally insane, thrashing. <laughs> yeah, it's more than that. <laughs> 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 well, that's cool. What was the skating scene like in Spain when you were young? It was huge, man. There were a lot of people practicing skateboarding. So, and I really love it. I remember I spent like two, three years of my life just skateboarding all day. It was super fun. You didn't hurt yourself? Yeah, a few times, but... It's funny because I just had, uh, I just recorded a show with uh, Sung, who is a synthwave musician in France, and he's a big skater. And he was like going through the list of all the injuries he got until he <laughs> had to slow down. That, uh, that sport will uh, hurt you. Yeah, man, I really like his music. It's really good. Yeah, he's, he makes cool tunes, man. I didn't know his friends, man. Yeah, he uh, lives in Paris, France. Hmm, Paris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, listen, how about this? Let's listen to another track and then maybe we can uh, wind this down. Is that cool? Okay, yeah, sure. I want to play, I think this was my favorite track from the uh, new album. Uh, this is a track called Hunters by Max Thor.
And that was Hunters by Max Thor. I'm here with Max Thor right now. That was my favorite track on the album. I love the tune in that one. It's very, very catchy and very cool. Yeah, man. That, by the way, that track is inspired by uh, an 80s movie, too. <laughs> thrashing, too. No, no. The, thrashing is uh, set with some fire, but that one is here in Spain. They Sometimes they translate the movie names. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the original. So that movie in English is called ah, Running Man. Yeah, yeah, Running Man. Yeah. Do you know the Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. the movie? That put so. Hunters is, is inspired by that movie. I, I love that one, too. Well, I love the uh, what you've done in this song. That that melody just gets stuck in my head. You know, the... Well, I can't sing it, right? But I mean, you know, it was off-key, what I just did. Pretend it was in-key. Not bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Yeah, tell me. We can probably wind this down. Is there is there something that we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? Were you happy with the stuff that we did talk about? <laughs> We've been talking about so many things that I can remember, like <laughs> conejo, paella, yeah. boobs, pixels. pixels. <laughs> what else? <laughs> there are no more topics. To talk yeah, about. it's a very exciting show I run here. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> I love your show, by the way. <laughs> do you guys get to tackle these sorts of subjects on uh, on the radio show? You do well. We we usually there are like very serious subjects and but actually we we did one show about humor and music and we we had uh, an spanish comedian in our show and it was like really funny so okay yeah <laughs> Man, you fucking burn my head like <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. That's anymore. okay. My show has that effect on people. I think sometimes, you know, people, they, they come on the show getting ready to talk about music and then all of a sudden, like halfway through, it's just like, wait, we're talking about like measuring dinks and like pixelated fucking boobs and then like people's brains shut off. Yeah, that, that, that's the great thing about your show. Man. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, dude, uh, it was fun chatting with you, yes. and it was uh, nice to meet you, and uh, I enjoy Max Thor's music. I like it a lot. It's cool stuff. Thanks, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, really funny, so... I wish we could do this like every week because yeah. <laughs> it's super fun. <laughs> it's a lot of work though. That's the thing. I would love to do this show all the time, but I, I would need a lot more money for that. Yeah, man. I need to find some old rich lady. Yeah, that's a good strategy. <laughs> you know, there's apparently these rich people that just fucking give their money because they just have to. Yeah. They'll just spend it on dumb shit. And I'm just like, just fucking spend it on me. But I don't know where the hell to find it. There's got to be some old lady out there who just, you know, she just wants to be a part of something. I don't know why I keep saying old lady because i feel like i have to seduce her or something <laughs> maybe you can maybe you can find one on patreon I, I don't get the impression that old ladies understand what patreon is <laughs> no you gotta find these old they're, they're socialites you know they, they go to art galleries and stuff and you just gotta schmooze with some old lady <laughs> and be like uh you know uh hey you want to donate to my show and she'll be like oh you're a cute little yeah, whippersnapper and i'm like that's right and then uh I don't know where, where I'm going with this. <laughs> I, think the, I think the next part of this joke is I have sex with an old lady, and I don't know if I want to do that necessarily. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, the bottom line is this. <laughs> it was good talking to you. <laughs> Thanks, man. 
And I hope you have a lovely day in Spain and uh, keep up the good work. And if you guys ever come back to Toronto, fucking uh, swing by the house, man. Yeah, man. I, I let you know. I guess we'll, we'll go after March when we release the new album. We'll, we will start touring. So I guess we'll be there in during this year for sure. We always we always play in Toronto and Montreal. We will go there this year. So I let you know for sure. Awesome. Well, listen. You have a lovely day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, sure. Speak soon, and thanks for having me on the show, man. It's been a pleasure. All right, and that was my conversation with Max Thor. That was a lot of fun, man. I enjoyed listening to that one again. <laughs> We had some good laughs. I don't know what I was on that day, but... Uh... <laughs> It was a good time. So uh, thank you all for listening to the show. Tune in next week where we'll uh, catch up with Marco and Florence. We'll see what movies uh, Florence has been watching. We'll see what games Marco's been playing, man. We'll have a good old time and listen to lots of awesome music. And that's all I got to say. Don't forget, this is the best synth music chat show there is, man. If you dig it, uh, share it with people. I know that's a weird thing to say, like, in the sixth year of doing this show. <laughs> But honestly, like, uh, you know, if you think the show is cool, uh, share it, you know? It helps out. It help, I was just about to say it helps out me. <laughs> it, it helps out me. I'm terrible at promotion, and I hardly have any time to do it. So, uh, you know, if you dig Beyond Synth, and uh, share the love, man. Post her on Twitter or Instagram or wherever you go. And uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I say it now, but I know anyone who listens to this, is, and if you uh, post it, they're going to be like, why the fuck did you post that? But man, you gotta take the risk. You gotta share the love. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys next week on Beyond Synth. Tune in or tune out, motherfuckers. I don't know. <laughs> no, don't tune out. That's a terrible catchphrase. I need you here. Because without you, I don't know what I would do. Maybe I'd become like a master chef or something. Why is this still going? All right, bye-bye. Thanks for Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth. If you would like to support Beyond Synth, please visit patreon.com forward slash Beyond Synth. And don't forget to check out Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Instagram. If you want to submit your music for the show, please email it to beyondsynth at gmail.com. Have a lovely day.